Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Welcome to Talking About Turtle, your one-stop shop for Entourage Flop. What are we here for? To talk about your one favorite thing in the universe. Who? Turtle? Yes. We're talking about Turtle. Why do we want to talk about Turtle? So we can go to the Entourage premiere of the movie to be sitting there with Vince, Turtle, E, Drama, the rest of the gang there too. Corner left, front row, way in the corner. Perfect seats in the house. That's a dream. Sitting next to me, looking with his head up in the sky of wonder, dreaming about the day, is my co-host, Eric. Eric, welcome to Talking About Turtle, your one-stop shop for Entourage Lab. Thank you. That was a very concise and clear opening. Yes, I know. I wrote, you can see this right now, I wrote this down yes. very clearly. Everything I just said there was all well rehearsed. We did this 20 times. We knew what we were doing. Boom. Tight and lean is the name of the Tight game. Tight and lean. They call me David Lean at my college. Do they? Oh, yeah. They go, oh, here comes David Lean. He's very lean. Three hours and 30 minutes. Am I right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen my uh, student film, uh, Lawrence Arabia 2? I haven't. Is it good? It's very long. It's six hours. Is there Because, you know, I figure for the sequel, you should make it twice as long. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, it's... It's water under the bridge of the River Kwai. I get it. David Lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a good thing here tonight. Uh, but let's get to the meat of the matter. Let's talk about turtles. Let's get to the meat. Or should I say Entourage. Entourage. The real turtle. Episode 2. The Review. Yes. The Review. Very aptly named. Aptly named because it, uh, I think it's about it. I think as we go through these episodes for Entourage, we begin to realize they have put zero thought into these titles. Yeah. It is sort of like Seinfeld in that they just go, okay, the Chinese restaurant, that's where they are. So, because, you know, they don't want to put too much thought into titles because they're putting so much thought into the scripts. Uh, yeah, it's 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 the high school senior, I got into college and I don't give a fuck approach to um, titling scripts because they're all like, they're all very basic and very simple. There's not a lot of creativity to them or anything. But most things are entourage are kind of done very blandly. Yeah. Even this early on in the show. Yeah. Um, though this this episode does have a little bit of focus and, and drive to it, at the very least. It, it, it opens promisingly. How does it open? Um, For the listener, not me, because I clearly remember this episode. Well, it, it open opens with, I believe, drama uh, reciting vagina monologues. Oh, yeah, it had a great joke in it where E makes a clever joke and going like, hey, I thought you had your gender reverse already, fucking queer. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything said amongst the guys in the show has is a hair away from just outright homophobia and hate. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a hair away from homophobia, and I'm pretty sure it's right on hate at this point. Um but yeah, right after that, like that little scene opener for for comedy, I guess uh, loosely quoted. Sure. Um, then then uh, turtle turtle waddles in with the paper and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, gee, thank you, you shitty review you got." And I mean, um, it's clear from later. Turtle develop- also has a full on bib wearing at this point. He's got like drool pouring from his mouth, 
He's got a little bib on to collect the drool just pouring from his mouth. He has a bib and a, and a constant erection that, that is invisible <laughs> in frame at all times. Uh, and he's like, I'm not, getting, I'm not getting an erection from seeing you queers. I'm just thinking about women. I was like... He has to justify. He has to justify why why he has an erection. <laughs> he's he's gonna lose his weakness from the guys. Ugh. The from out of the turtle then. Yeah. So he kind of. What walk- do we call the house? Is it the turtle lair or the turtle den? Turtle lair, turtle den, turtle shell. I think turtle lair is a great name. And uh, when when turtle has an orgasm, he makes turtle soup. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I don't think any of that happened in the episode, but we'll get to that later. I think that happened in season four. Yeah, we're we're gonna <laughs> the great turtles, the great turtle soup season story. Arc. The great turtle soup story arc. I can't wait till we get to it. Oh man, nothing else is going in season four. I'll tell you that. Um. Ugh. So yeah, Vince gets a bad review, which is the titular review, and um, you know, it's <sighs> it kind of brings some drama, some some stakes. Uh, yeah, this is probably the most stake-filled episode of Entourage we've seen yet, and I've seen two. Yeah, uh, based on the whole two we've watched so far, this is um, this definitely trumps the pilot, which was kind of a table setter. And this is the James Bond of Entourage episodes so far. Yeah, globe trotting, globe trotting, and 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 uh, you know femme fatales and stakes. Um, so Vince gets a bad review, and. It's clear that like he, he wasn't supposed to find out about the review. Like Ari didn't want him to know, and then Turtle kind of like lets the cat out of the bag, and then E kind of just like is like, all right, well he already knows about it. I might as well read it to him. And it's a pretty shitty review. And um, I guess Ari kind of chews out E about it, and then they spend the rest of the episode making Vince forget about the review. So in a way, all this conflict we have is kind of just shelved. Because the plot of the episode is to make Vince forget about it. So that's kind of like Entourage's approach to conflict in a nutshell. Just buy things. You'll forget about it. Yeah, just go, go shopping. Buy and fuck. Go shopping and buy shit and uh, just forget about the, the conflict, the, the legitimate conflict that you've established in the episode. And just kind of, uh, you know, go drive around in cars. Well, there's a great scene where they go to Ari's uh, establishment. Which is technically not Ari's yet. Uh, which, this is where, oh, his, this is where he works uh, at Terrence's building. Right. He's um he's he is still yeah, he he's an agent. He's not like an he's still a baby agent. Yeah. He's not in full command of his powers yet. Yeah, and there's that whole scene, um, you know, with the with the entourage of Vince and the entourage of the female pop star who kinda like cross paths with each other. What is her name? Something stupid. Jessica Chastain? Jessica no, Chapin? <laughs> Chapin. Yeah, Jessica Ch- Jessica Chastain. She was in this. Jessica Chapin? Jessica Chapin. Played by Leighton Meester. Meester? Me- uh, Leighton Meester, who is uh, Jar Jar Binks' daughter. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god! So you can link this whole show of episode one, The Phantom Menace. The first CGI character to give birth to a human celebrity. Was that... Was George Lucas ever on the show in season two of Comic Con? I feel like he should have been. Um, he goes, hey Vince, uh, you want to be in my next uh, Revenge of the Chef movie? <laughs> I feel like you'd be great at the vaguely racist stereotype that I plug into old footage. <laughs> um, 
So, what's going on in this episode plot-wise? We have well, a bad let's, review. Let's continue with the Ari part, where they're in the office, and Ari has a new assistant. Yes, Ari has a new assistant named Emily, who has... Who's fucking hot! Who's your fucking tits! That's, is, does Turtle say that? I, I, he basically should have. Yeah, he, he's... Turtle was basically about to cream his pants when he saw her. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, she's beautiful. There's a jump cut where Turtle's not there because they had to remove him because he had he couldn't Jerry Ferrara <laughs> couldn't, couldn't stand. Him. He couldn't contain himself on set. Well, uh, there's also a great joke where she asks for everyone's drinks and everyone's giving like normal things like the water. Oh, I'm okay. I don't know anything. And then Drama just goes, "You got Walter's grape soda." Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, because then he goes, "If you say something weird, they'll never forget you." Yeah, and then um. He kind of chews him out for it, and, and Drama's like, all the time I'm ordering weird shit, now it's a problem suddenly? And, uh, you know, we, we get the sense that E maybe uh, has a little attraction to Emily. He has a romantic feelings for her. He wants to wed her. He wants, uh, maybe. If this was a Shakespeare, then they would be married already, because that happens quick. Oh, the tough lady to protest too much, bro! <laughs> um, so... Uh, Vince goes into uh, Ari's office yes. with E, or was it just by himself? I think he went with E. He goes in with E, and then oh, I don't know why they were all... a big problem with the scene, because this is fitting into our very confused Ari narrative. Yeah. Because this is where he shows Vince footage right. of his next-door neighbor's ass while she's putting away stuff or taking away groceries. Who cares? Yeah. And he goes, check out their fucking ass. Fucking eat a pancake on the ass. Is that what he says? Basically, um, yes. in so many words. So, so you're you seem for pretty firmly on the side of Ari being a, a cheater at this point in well, the show. Well, I think this is early in the show's history. They probably didn't think how to write Ari yet. Right. They just and assume yeah, so Ari's that kind he was of probably like a point, shitty, yeah. stereotypical LA. Yeah, he's not Ari. He's still not written to his character yet. He's still in the incubator. Jerry Piven knows the character very well. Yes. But the writers do not. Yeah. I'm still given with the benefit of the doubt. I, I will explain away the uh, incident in the pilot where he says I'm fucking Irina Karova as being just him being a loudmouth shit talker. And I'll just write this off as being Ari uh, sort of dismissing, um, I'm sorry, um, showing off and, and just kind of being like a, a pent-up uh, husband who oh. maybe... I also want to get into the insult of the week here because this had my favorite insult. Did this have you seen have your favorite insult? I had a few insults that I wrote down. Um, whatever I like one, yeah, I mind. think it's probably yours. But there's a couple in, in here, so whatever. If you want to jump right into that, you well, this about- follows up on uh, er- Vince uh, Ari calling Eric a pizza boy in the first episode. Yes, where Ari's telling him about something, and then Ari goes, "Or didn't they tell you the difference at Pepperoni? You." Yeah, he goes, are you communist or socialist? Or that, didn't they teach you the difference at Pepperoni U? Which is a really good line. <laughs> it's really a good burn. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Uh, I wrote a couple of runners up. Uh, there is a, a, a pretty good scene that comes, a, a good burn that comes from Turtle uh, later on, where the guys are driving around in their new uh, Maserati or, or Rolls Royce, uh, and they're at a, at a red light, and these cute girls pull up to them. And... <laughs> Did drama, Turtle contain drama himself and, uh, long enough to talk to them? Yeah, Drama drama and uh, Turtle are in the back seat. They roll the window down, and the girls go to Drama like, Oh, you look familiar. Do I know you? And Turtle goes, 
Yeah, do you watch Cinemex at 5 a.m.? <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was pretty Turtle, good burn. And then there's a pretty good burn by E later on where um, they're going in the liquor store on route to Jessica Alba's party. And uh, Turtle... Oh, is, celebrity cameo. It's Jessica Alba. Oh, uh, yeah. Spoiler is... Uh, our, our celebrity cameo is Jessica, Jessica Alba. Um, we have a, a, actually a second celebrity cameo in this episode, by the way. Can you guess who it is? Because I don't think you've seen the show, so you can't know who it is. I don't even have it written down. I'm going to spoil it right now. The person who uh, sells on the car is the limo driver from How I Met Your Mother. And the one who drives, uh, what's his name around all the time? Barney. What's his name? I have no idea. I did not look him up. All I know is like, oh, it's a limo driver from How I Met Your Mother. I love that guy. He's um, a, a Middle Eastern descent. Yes. I'm afraid to say which country because I do not know what it is. I don't want to look ignorant. Instead of going like one of the characters from Octopus, oh, he's from fucking Pakistan. Look at his fucking eyes. <laughs> fucking eyebrows right there, bro. <laughs> the uh, morally and ethnically corrupt world of Entourage. Yes. Everything's very corrupt in the show. It's a great parody of celebrity worship by being celebrity worship. So there's this fake pop singer uh, created for the show who is a virgin. And I guess yeah. it's kind of a play on like the, uh, I guess, the Christina Britney Aguilera Spears. and Britney Spears. Uh, oh, Christina Aguilera was pretty much playing into uh, I Like Sex a Lot. Oh, yeah. The, she went the yeah. other way with it, right? Yeah. yeah. Britney Spears went – like there, there's two varying degrees – a pop star. There's the Britney Spears and the Christina Aguilera. Uh, Justine Chapman, I think it was her name. Chapin, yeah. Justine or uh, Christine? I think it's Justine. Justine, okay. Is she related to uh, the creators of Strong Bad? You wouldn't know who that is. You're not cool, Eric. Is that from the Homestar Runner? Yes, thank you. I'm familiar with That's that. who I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, Max that's Chapman. kind of appropriate to the show, too, because that was like. Big. Oh, yeah, right around that area. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're big fans of uh, Homestar Runner. But there's some more good bickering uh, with E and Ari kind of building on their kind of tension from the pilot, which does a pretty good job. Uh, Ari chews out E for showing Vince the um, showing the Vince review. The review and, it, and he kind of doesn't let... E, uh, he doesn't let E know how pissed he is until Vince leaves the room. So it's this nice little kind of like... They have this private animosity towards each other that they kind of they're on their best behavior when Vince is around, which I There's also the immortal catchphrase introduces itself in the yes, scene. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Let's hug it out, bitch. Let's hug it remember, out, bitch. Remember that was on t shirts? That was on t shirts. That was on the Toasters. Uh, on toasters and, and uh, tattooed on people's asses. Yeah, I'm sure someone got a tattoo that said let's hug it out, bitch. There's got to be a lot of bros who had that. If anyone listening has a tattoo or knows anyone, send us a picture. Send us a picture at thinwhitedudes at gmail.com. And try not to catch syphilis from them. Please, it's on your penis. Refrain. Yeah. Anywhere else in the body will accept. Yes. Um, So that's the plot. There's a review that the guys are supposed to distract Vince from. And there's this pop star that Vin, they're kind of like, yeah, Vince, you should go make her not a virgin no more. You should go bang her, bro. Go bang her. Bang bros. I love that porn. I love jerking it off of you other guys watching it. <laughs> That's a nightmare. That's yeah. not gay at all. That's... We're not fucking gay. We're not queer. We're fucking men. Fucking jerk off. <laughs> That's an actual line uh, from the episode. Yeah, it was a direct quote. 
Um, I think it was all of them staying together at the same time. It was very weird. Like, they all rehearsed it. While, um... I mean, uh, we're kind of talking about Turtle already, so, uh... Yeah, what's uh, Turtle up to in this episode? This episode, I, I wrote down two things for what's Turtle up to this episode. Uh, I might have missed... Maybe I missed some, but... Um, the first one I have is there's another pool scene where the, the show, you know, kind of goes back to the whole pool scene well. Where it has a lot of gratuity uses of the pool in the scene. Yeah, they use the pool at their apartment or their house a lot. And, um, you know, they have girls there again. And it's all kind of like the same thing, only this time it's in the day. And they're kind of just hanging around the pool and, and girls are there and they're each trying to get laid. And, um, you know, the, the usual banter among the guys is occurring. And this one girl goes, wait. To E, she goes, uh, is, he her, is, is Vince her boss? And he's like, oh, it's complicated. And Turtle starts making fun of him. He, go, he goes, E as a boss. And, and E goes, oh God, I remember that so well. He goes, who's your boss, Turtle? And Turtle's talking to a girl, mind you, and he's completely dry. And Turtle goes, oh, what? I can't hear you. And he just kind of dives into the pool in a completely awkward way. Like, in a way that if, if you're trying to chat up a girl at a pool and both of you are dry and you just dive into the pool so you don't have to respond. He sort of belly flops into the pool like the most awkward way. With all his clothes on. Yeah. All his clothes on. He's like, like, him and the girl are both looking at each other's face. They're sitting on the side. Their legs are in the pool, kind of. So, to do this, he sort of has to twist his body. full Away from fr- full, Yeah, all the way. And just go to like spread his arms out crucifix style and just have his belly flop into the water possibly spilling onto the girl's face yeah he could he didn't he was ill-equipped to respond to ease witticism at the time so he just kind of goes oh yeah i can't hear you dick and he flops into the pool and it's like well up yours buddy how did that conversation with the girl he was talking to go after that was he just like oh silly guys man Hey, no. you know, bros will be bros, you know what I'm saying? Hey, are you girls getting fucked by my friends? Why don't you get fucked by me? That's his main style. I think that's what it is. Like, he hey, your friends are getting fucked. Why don't you fuck me? Yeah, that's his, that's his, one of his main pickup lines. Um, <laughs> that's so that's my pickup first... line. There's no other pickup line he has. There's no other available uh, options he has. That's one of the main ones. Um... He kind of develops a few, I think, as the show progresses. Hey, you know who has Avion tequila? Me! So that was the first thing I wrote down for Turtle. The second thing uh, isn't even... Yeah, he is involved in it. Um, They're sitting at Earth Cafe. U-R-T-H Cafe. Um, I guess kind of like a, a mini chain in L.A. And they're having brunch or something outside. And... Nothing as manly as brunch, bro. Nothing as manly as get brunch. Some, get some fucking mimosas. And and drama... It's somehow drama brings up that Turtle, in the past of the show, used drama's $47 lotion to whack off. And Turtle doesn't deny it. Turtle goes, <laughs> I have sensitive skin. And he's kind of like arrogantly chewing. He's got a smile about it, too. He's got a little, he a little a boyish grin. grin on. little turtle grin. And he goes, turtle grin. I have sensitive skin. That's why I use your fifty dollars lotion to jack off. I'm like, what? Are you bad with money, turtle? That's a bad investment. Well, no, drama bought the lotion. Yeah, but I mean, it's just saying that's a douche thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If let's say we're living together, I go into your cupboard. I see myself a nice big old bag of lotion. 
like it's a top of the line model. Back. Like we're talking about right out the runway. Right and I'm like, back. hey, that towel looks kind of fucking hot. And they start jerking it with your lotion. You have the right to be pissed about that because that's oh, a lot yeah. of money. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying drama shouldn't be mad. I'm just saying. Yeah, drama should be like fucking throttling. Like, you fucking drew my lotion jack off. Where's my 50 fucking dollars? Yeah, and Turtle's completely unapologetic about it. He's like yeah, he's, proud. He's proud that he's used this. He's admitting it to his friends that he's just jerking it. Yeah. What a fucking loser you are, Turtle. You just kill yourself. Did you write anything <laughs> about Turtle? No, that's I remember that from the episode, but I really wrote like one page of notes in this episode. There's not a lot going on in it. Um I see, I thought I thought there was a bit going on here. Well, there wrote, was let's get into the sign of the times here. Sign of the times, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, this segment is about how things used to be different back then on TV, where you could say what you want, because, oh dear lord, they can get away with anything back then. Yeah, it kind of um, predates the, the outrage culture there's of... two words in this episode I was very shocked to hear. One word I was very, very shocked to hear. The first word is retard, where I think drama, turtle, or E just randomly go like, hey, retard. Insult. What? What? When did that happen? I don't remember where. I think it was halfway through the episode because it was near the end of my notes. Okay. It. I missed it. Shocked me. My monocle fell off, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. But what really shocked me was when they're in the Jessica Alba's party. Drama yeah. uh, sees a scene partner there. It's like, "Hey, what are you doing here? Are you supposed to be in the scene?" And then the drama uh, drama partner goes, "Hey, I know you would fuck me, so I'm here anyway." And Drama goes, uh, yeah, we are in a bunch of fags here. And the, I'm like, um, well, the, uh, a the, hard F in there. The drama partner is played by Bud Bundy himself. Of course he is. Did you, uh, did, did you guess? No, that? I did, did not you, know that. You were not a Married with Children fan? Not really. I never watched it that much in my youth. I guess uh, I guess that's a little before your time. That was a creme de la creme sitcom for us uh, 90s. Well, 90s. I was in the 90s, motherfucker. You were too young in the 90s. I was old enough. I was old enough to party. Oh, you were watching something else. The Simpsons. But, um, you were Bud Bundy, who was played by the venerable um, something Italian, David Faustino. At least he didn't embarrass himself just saying "fag" in front of a national studio audience. God damn, well, that's ridiculous. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna attempt to play devil's advocate here and say that it's in spirit to the characters maybe it's in spirit to the characters and because they are uneducated dumb motherfuckers from uh they're on they're uneducated and he's overcompensating because he's trying to he's trying to distance himself from having to read uh, vagina monologues in the first place so he's dismissing it i agree Um, with you that it is and was a line character but it doesn't seem like that way that they're criticizing the character it's like they want us to laugh at it because it's funny yeah, it's they want us like, to laugh at the vagina monologues, not at yeah. his ignorance. It's not like, yeah, this guy's so ignorant. Look at him. It's basically, hey, yeah, vagina monologues, what a bunch of gay queers. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, there's also that line in the beginning, and it takes a much darker tone with the general reversal joke when you realize, oh, it's against the vagina monologues. They're not anything progressive. Yeah, the, the whole reason the vagina monologues is in this episode is for a cheap laugh at the end of the episode. Yeah, because, you know... Fuck the vagina monologues. I gotta get Mr. Fucking Pussy. Yeah, that's the that's that's what we're left with. 
I feel like I'm doing that voice far too often this episode. I really should stop diving into it. Yeah, you're 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 um. I should savor that when it needs to be said. Yeah, you should punctuate it. Mm. But um, much like a good w- fag in this episode, just one drop and everything changes. Um, we do get an intro to a, a new character in this episode. Um, uh, the character of Marvin, who who isn't very very uh important but he he has good scenes time to time in this in this show uh marvin who is the accountant played by paul, uh, paul herman who was beansy from the sopranos and uh he's he's kind of like the accountant who also has like a very heavy new york accent and he's constantly bitching at um at eric and, and, vince. And, and vince for spending too much money uh especially after vince uh allows i'm sorry eric allows vince to buy a Rolls-Royce after... $330,000 car? Yeah, something like that, despite not having lined up their next job. And Ari has a really good moment where he's like, that's why you line up your next job before the movie comes out. Yeah, because um, it makes sense. Like You don't want the reviews to come out and fuck you over. Right. And and Ari kind of has... A, this is kind of jumping back a little bit, but there's that scene in his office where he is making a lot of sense. Like, he is the... He's in the right completely in that scene, and E is just kind of like chewing Altoids really obnoxiously. And I'm like, wait, Ari's kind of like presented as like a douchebag previous episode, and I feel I get the sense that the the writers want us to side with E, but here like Ari is clearly like the more saying like, business sense. He's like saying like, yeah, you know, if you do this, you're not gonna be able to have a job. With this, you won't be able to have money. Then you won't be able to buy your fucking Altoids, you prick. Yeah, like Ari is clearly like showing patience and and uh, resolve in working with this. But yeah, really. Yeah. When you think about it, Eric has no experience at all with this. He's just some dumb kid from Pepperoni U, making yeah. it big in the big city. And the only reason why he's getting this opportunity is because his friend is famous. Right. Ari is giving this kid way too much attention than he deserves. Right. I mean, I feel like um, you know. Uh, even though Ari uh, doesn't reach the highs he will reach over the course of the show, he is still, you know, he, he has clients. He's been working in town a long time. I feel like, uh, you know, a guy in East position who's been in town for, what do they say in the pilot, 14 months or something like that, um, a little over a year. Uh, he's he's lucky He's lucky. Ari's even making eye contact with him. Well, I think Ari, Vince was his first client. Wasn't that what it was in the show? Vince was Ari's first client? I think that's what it was. I, or it was I around that. that. I don't remember because Vin, uh, Ari makes a big deal about Vince throughout the whole he show. He does, but I always thought that it was just like a contrivance for the show. No, I know? feel like it was very early on in Ari's career that he was with Vince. I, I thought he was working for like 10 years. Because I know he's been in Vince since the beginning of his career. Okay. And how I'm long pretty has sure. Vince been working by the time this show starts? Would you Probably say? two years, three years maybe? Two years. I mean, if they've been in Hollywood for... A year and a half, or whatever it was, and I don't know. Maybe they. I I, I never really quite f- understood the timeline, like the nuances of that. Just think about it, because Ari's still kind of a beginner, almost. He's still high up at the Tarantist firm, but he's still a low man t- totem, technically speaking. He's still not the ho- top dog yet. He's not the top dog yet, but I still get you know. He still commands respect and power, was- but he's not too powerful. Yeah, like, people know him in town. Like, people know him by first name. So I kind of, you know, I, I always kind of, I feel like he isn't brand new to the game if if, if Sarah Silverman and, and uh, Jessica Alba, like, know his name. Well, let's not pretend that Entourage is a very tightly written show. I'm pretty sure they fucked up their 
timeline somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Marvin has a nice line where he kind of says, uh, where he's chewing them out, and he goes, uh, if Vince wants artistic integrity, let him drive a Prius, which was a nice little one-liner from a kind of sick one-off burn, character. If you yeah, will. sick burn. Um, and then Ari, uh, there's a whole Jessica Alba. Uh, yeah, Jesse Alba's place. Yeah, uh, when her stock was pretty high, right? When this uh, yeah, it's just like into the blue era, Jessica Alba, right? Into the blue era and and Sin City. Um, yeah, Sin City be- actually right be- around the before time before Sin City, I think. Sin City was 05, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like right around that time, I think. Yeah, so she she was kind of rising and she was a big star at that time. Yeah, so um, you know, Entourage flexing its um its its cameo muscles a little bit here, and Ari tries to sell uh. Jessica Alba, you know, uh, with her boyfriend kind of right there, lingering outside of the frame. And um, I love Jesse Alba, but she is not an actor. Yeah, she seems like a sweet girl, sweet yeah, person. Yeah, I felt really bad because you heard that story about uh, Tim's story on the set of Fantastic Four. What happened? Where he's yelling at her, you're not crying pretty. Uh, cry, cry pretty. That's what he's telling her to do. What yeah, else did he do? Isn't he kind of a fuck boy? He, he's a fuck boy. He's just a bunch of garbage. Who cares about him? What else did he do? Uh, probably Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Tim Story. Tim Story, you don't know how to direct a story. I'll tell you that. That's what you get for... That's <laughs> Tim you Story, you're no Toy Story. You get out of here. That's what you get for... But I always after. felt bad for her after that. and She's kind of like a sweet person, but I, I don't think she's very talented. Um, Sorry, Jesse Albatross into this? Love you, girl, but you know what? You I ain't got it. You ain't got it. Get out of Hollywood. Well, Ari has a really good line, and I'm inclined to agree it uh, with it. She, she, I feel like her playing herself in Entourage, she kind of has like this energy that, and and Ari says this in the show, and I feel like it's kind of meant to kind of mock her almost. He's like, you know, you have a natural energy, and no one's really captured it. And I, I'm willing to say, maybe with a good director, who knows what what she could do you know well she's I mean, been on great things before like um spoils of babylon she's pretty funny in that i still haven't seen that pretty funny she's pretty funny in that um you know what jesse alba take it back you're okay get back to making she was movies. in the 10 which she was awesome in yes that's right she i mean she plays like a, bl- a bubbly like ditzy ditzy character but she does it really well and and um she does a lot of underground comedy stuff which is very weird yeah, sure. she's kind of like one of those like uh, Malin Ackerman and and like all, all these like uh, you know very very attractive uh, women who are attracted to this like underground weird comedy that like David Wayne and and, yeah. and Rob Hubble and all those guys are doing. Well, and, underground comedy gets a lot of attractive, very attractive people. John Hamm. John Hamm, yeah, John Hamm um, is, is probably the creme de la creme. He is the creme de la creme of very attractive people, very funny people in underground yeah. comedy. Yeah. John Hamm, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show talking about Entourage. John Hamm, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you if you're listening. Um, we will talk about your dick, you know, all the pressing matters. He doesn't like talking about that. I do not want to isolate I could him. slap it and, you know, make it a joke. No. Like, hey, buddy, you packing heat? No, don't listen to him, John, if you're listening. No, uh, we will not bring up your tremendous penis. <laughs> um, your tremendous Hey, words. you see that movie Heat? Because you're packing it. We will not In your bring pants. It up. Oh, he's a Blu-ray copy. Uh, we will not bring that up, John Ham. Um, hey, I'm getting a call from John Ham right now. Nope. Hey, Johnny boy, we're just talking about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for Mad Men two. 
I know, I know. You're very excited about it. L, you're making a sequel to that baseball movie too? Weird. What's it called? Charlie uh, Curve? Golden. <laughs> Golden Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I love it too, John. John, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they're making it into a cinematic universe. They're going to make it of Angel's Food now, if you will. Yeah, you're very busy. We'll let you go. Bye-bye. Kiss, kiss. Mm. Nice guy. Look at that. You heard it here. We have, uh, we, we, by proxy, we have John Hamm on the show. And we asked Lucy. He's doing Golden Boy too. You think, Eddie Murphy will, you think Eddie Murphy will come back? Golden Child? No, Golden Boy. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's, that's, a, that's a prequel. Um, Golden Boyhood, I should say. It's a sequel, prequel. You're going to make a sequel to Boyhood. I will say one thing for uh, this episode of Entourage, in that, you know, as I'm watching it, uh, there's there's that scene at the Jessica Alba party. Yeah, where, Jesse Alba's party. Where, um, you know, and, and I kind of felt myself, you know, uh, trying to remember how I felt when I watched it for the first time. And, uh, you know, the, the show still feels fresh and it still it, it feels like it there's there's possibility for the show to go places there's life there's life to the show and i and i still feel that you know watching it watching these episodes you know the guys looking out at the city and um looking out at the city and the, the city lights at this party and kind of reflecting on their success i mean i feel like this that sort of moment would would have been better in the uh you know later on in the season um I can remember, and I can remember feeling that there was potential uh, for all this possibility standing in front of us for this show as we're embarking on it, and um, and yeah, I guess that's all I'm saying is that there that 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 sense of opportunity and and potential for this show still rings rings forth in these first couple episodes. Well, I like the ending to the scene a lot. The show, the episode, yeah, a very, very nice, sweet scene. Like, hey, can you believe we made it here? Yeah, we're. we're we're at the top, looking yep. on the city. And there's like this line where he goes, hey, there's a bunch of pretty girls here. Look at a bunch of fucking lights. Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, it was a very sweet, tender moment between two friends. Then drama comes like, hey, you talking about us? It's a very nice, it's like the very casual way he does it. He goes, puts his hand around them like they're a bunch of friends. Yeah. And that's why I say the show does really good really on. It does feel like a bunch of friends. They it have does. a really good... Uh, What's the word? Chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. Thank you. And and we kind of said uh, when we were talking about the pilot that that like a lot of the the relationships, even though it's very early in this show, and we kind of we rag on the writing a lot, um, the performances and maybe to some extent the writing and the direction, um, you know, the 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 relationships feel lived in exactly to some degree by the time we by the time we uh, enter into this world, and that's you know, I, it's I think that's really cool. hard to do for a new show. Yeah, and it's absolutely. still very impressive for Entourage to do that, even though it may be incredibly regressive and shitty. It still yeah. can be well written in that you do feel like you're part of these people's lives and you're looking okay. into it. Agreed. I also and, forgot uh, that horrible scene where they're talking about the first time, and then it's like I don't remember my first time. Mm. What a shit thing to do. He, he well. He was saying he didn't remember because he didn't want to tell E that he banged his cousin, right? Is that really that big of a deal? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. In the world. I don't live in New York or New Jersey. I don't know how you people do it up north. We're. Uh, I guess. I, I don't guess. know. 
very protective of your cousins, I assume. Yeah, we are. We're very protective of our cousins. Have you seen the? Haven't you seen uh, Godfather Three? Oh, why would I ever see Godfather Three? I don't know. Doesn't Andy Garcia bang his cousin in that movie? Probably. Yeah. I assume. And then um, uh, Al Pacino falls out of a chair at some point, I think. Yeah. And he's like, oranges. The new black. <laughs> um, this episode has the exact same cliffhanger that the pilot was in, only it's uh, an up note instead of a down note. In that, well, I don't in think it's had a cliffhanger. It's just sort of, oh, yeah, it's right. That Wow. I forgot about that whole two-minute scene after where it should have ended. Where it should oh, have ended, yeah. Wow. Jesus and Christ. Then and then they're kind of hanging out, and Ari calls again because the show did this a lot where Ari would just call. And, and end the problem. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, Piven can't get here. We're just gonna have, uh, we're just gonna have Kevin Connolly react to a phone call, and that's gonna be our cliffhanger. Um, that's basically what happens, and you know, he gets a he gets a phone call while the guys are around, and um, you know, the the episode is kind of on this downward trajectory because you know Vince got this shitty review, but then they get a phone call at the very end, and it says that was Ari. Uh, New York Times says you're the next Johnny Depp. Oh, and everything's like, worked out. It's Five all fine. Yeah, you had a you had to wait an excruciating six. Hey, good news! Ben's got good reviews. Good news! Vince got uh, good reviews, and uh, that's that's the. It's not much of a cliffhanger, but it is kind of like our stamp out on the end of the episode, which is the same technique used in the uh, in the pilot, um, minus the great physical acting from Jeremy Piven, just used to positive effect. I don't, there's not really any acting from. Him. He's like, hey. You got good reviews. See ya. Click. Yeah, I don't even think we see him. It's I think just we do. Pure, it, no, yeah, it's just on the phone. You don't see him at all. I just realized. Yeah, that. It's, it's purely reaction shot from. Uh, it's from really Kevin. terrible. This ending, like all the good that last shot, like that last shot is perfect when they're walking away. It feels like it was gonna end there, but they're like, yeah. Oh shit, we forgot the reviews because we're not gonna mention that in the next episode. Spoiler: We yeah. already watched the next episode. Yeah, it's like, well, we need we can't let this conflict go possibly go into another episode of an HBO series, so we need to wrap this up now and 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 otherwise people think career Vince's career might be ruined because they're all dumb viewers. Pe- people are just going to stop watching this show if they think that. <laughs> like, oh, Vince's career is ruined. This is the last episode of the series. <laughs> Why would I bother watching anymore? Click. Done. Oh, Audrey's area again next week. No, thank you. I think I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, yeah, that's, that's about it. all I got here. That's all she wrote. You have anything else? Uh, I don't know. Should we get into our other segment? Uh, what do we got today? Uh, I believe this is that segment where we read message boards. Oh talking yeah. About what Let's was the segment called? Um, I don't know. You called it something. I called it something else. I think I called it uh. Message from the trenches. Uh, here we go. His secret war stories from Entourage and beyond. There you go. Uh, well, today we're going to be reading from Shumery, Magic Mistrum. Ooh, Shumery. They have a lot of uh, hard words in this. Magic mushrooms, demystified. Right. Mushrooms are very hard word to say when you think about it. Yeah. You get the mush, and then you got the rune. Yeah. That's how my stand-up opens. How do you like that? It's my opening joke. Nice. Yeah. It's a good opener, right? Solid? 
It's it's it could be workshopped a little bit, but it's not uh, bad. Okay, let me try this again. Mushrooms. How's that? Yeah, that's it. I was, that was gonna explain. I was just gonna yell mushrooms at them and see what happens. That was good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're reading from uh, True Marie, Magic Mushrooms and Mystified, and the topic of this title is Entourage. So basically, we're just reading um, to to capture what the sh- what people were saying about the show as it aired. I guess we're just gonna kind of uh, look. There's a little bit in the show's uh, future. It doesn't spoil anything. Just watched the seven season finale of Entourage. Jama's wearing a black shirt, a large bright white pyramid, and all seeing eye throughout the entire episode. At the end of the episode, both Drama and Vince have severe injuries to left eyes. Next post follows. Relevant. Why? The Sabtract Alchemist follows with another example Illuminati influence and mainstream media. Ooh, spooky. Interesting. Uh, is there a post you want to read from there? I do have I do have a post uh, that I like to read. Um, th- this one's uh, also from Shroomery. I don't know if it's on the same page or the same discussion, but this this is from a thread called Entourage. Um, and the uh, the quote uh, the, the post goes as such: uh, I'm glad I hate all the current music industry with their sucky Masonic clones and shitty crap music. Bad enough these gangbangers can make it big dissing cops, but now they're gonna diss you and me with Masonic shit. That fucking bozo that shot all those kids in Norway is a fucking Freemason too. Burn his ass at the stake. Let's forego the trial and book deal. That was my favorite post in there, I think, too. Yeah. Uh, this is from Alter States. Big fan of the movie. Nice. Isn't that the show that teaches today's man how to be more egotistical and plastic than he already is? So, so sad that people actually think that these shows and TV now are some kind of guide to satisfying, rewarding life. How pathetic. I see these guys strut around with their chest struck out, thin cut rolling in their shiny cars, thinking that they're it. Makes me fuck up, chuck in my mouth, <laughs> laugh hysterically. And in response to Altered States, uh, Lunar Eclipse says, I never thought of it that way. Shows what a pathetic bunch of losers guys are. Just like every other show nowadays. That show is pretty funny too, except drama. I like Turtle though, and the main agent, not the little dumb fuck, that dude is plain annoying. Oh, that was from uh, His Secret War, stories from Entourage on the main front. That's it. Oh, great. Great subtopic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, think we're we, closing it here, right? We're closing up shop. We're closing up the shop for Entourage Lap tonight. That's it. No more drinks, sir. Last call. Last call. Sign our show.